Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church by Senior Pastor Mike DeBenke. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. everybody. It's, I got to learn how to do this again. No, just kidding. So we're good. Everybody good? You came to receive from God today? I believe that I have a message from God today for you. And uh, I just want to welcome everybody here in the house, everybody at all of our other locations. So what are the locations? If you're watching at home, that's a location. That's a house church. And I expect you to fill it up and invite your neighbors and invite the people around you. We got to get this word out. People need to know the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen? So, um, today's not a corrective message, but it's one of those ones where God says you got to do it. And uh, so I'm going to do it. I need you guys to participate. Um, don't think that it's conviction or condemnation. Well, it might be conviction, but it's not condemnation. It's not judgment. But I believe if we'll grab a hold of it, we'll all be better. And the world will be better as we go forth with the instructions of Jesus Christ. Amen? So it's our responsibility. We don't just get a pass. You know, oh, I'm saved. I get a pass now. I get to just sit on the couch. Uh, no, there's, there's work to be done. We don't work to get saved. But once we're saved, Jesus says, I need you on the team. I need you in the game. I need you playing. Amen? Amen. So it's not a time to, to relax. It's a time to press. And you may be saying, well, Pastor Mike, I'm retired. No, no. With God, you don't retire. You refire. You, you know, you let God get that fire on the inside so much you can't contain it. You know, wherever you are, you just let it go. You say, oh, I become one of those weird people. No, no, I'm not saying be weird. I'm saying be on purpose. Have a cause for your life. Jesus gave his life so you could have a life. And other people need to know that. Amen? So as pastors, we, you know, it's funny. A lot of people think, well, what do you do all the time? <laughs> We're like the trash people. We only work two days a week. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and if you're a trash person, I'm not insulting you. I'm very sorry. But... Um, my dad used to harass me, my brother, my sister, who were all in ministry. And uh, we'd say, we're working. He goes, what, did you get a job? <laughs> so, you know, and he's here today. So if you want to sneer at him, he's right over there. <laughs> Love you, dad. Thanks for coming. But um, here's what happens. We go to God and we seek him for a message that we believe he has for you. We don't just, you know, wake up, go through a filing cabinet and say, oh, this is the one today. No, 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 we, we spend time, we pray, we ask God to lead us because we have no idea what you're going through. But God knows everything you're going through. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows the feelings you have when you put your head on your pillow at night. He knows if you're dealing with anxiety or depression or anger. He knows all of that. And then he, 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 he assigns the, the shepherds, the pastors to... Spend time with him so he can reveal to us his words, not our words, his words 
that are going to bring you peace, going to bring you deliverance, going to bring you hope. You know, our church has always been, it has always been about healing from yesterday and hope for tomorrow. We're not stuck where we are. God's always got a better way. You with me? So we recently did this, um, I'm just kind of letting you know how we got here today. We recently did the message on salt, light, and fishers of men, which to me is probably the most important message of our time with the condition that our culture and our world is in. Um, God needs us to be the salt, needs us to be the light, and he needs us to be fishers of men. And to be honest with you, at any given time, a pastor has, you know, I know I usually have three to four series I'm working on and just waiting on God's release and preparing them because I believe he, he kind of puts them in the chute and we work on them. Then when he says go, we let them go. And I had, I had a couple series and, and God just kept checking me. You know, you ever had that, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but it's that, it's that Paul says like this, the apostle Paul, when he was going to do something, he said, it seemed like. There's that thing on the inside of us. It, it's, the, it's the Holy Spirit of God, and he's trying to help us. The Bible says that the, the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered of the Lord. So if we take time to listen to that, we take the right steps. And a lot of times we don't end up in messes that we think, oh my God, how did I get here? You know, God's up there saying, I know how you got there. You didn't listen to me. <laughs> but... As we're doing this, and we were, I was preparing these different messages, and I always, I talk to Pastor Chris, I talk to Pastor Donna, I talk with Pastor, everybody that stands behind here does it because I believe they have the word for the day. I don't like, oh, I'll let my son do it or let Pastor Eric do it. I don't owe them that. They're called to ministry and they're called to be ready when God says, you're up. And that's the way we do it. So as I was working on this series, which I thought was going to be a great series, God says, hey, pump the brakes on that. He says, we need to circle back around. And here's why. I've been sharing with my wife the last few weeks. I said, babe, I just got this, this thing on the inside of me telling me that something's going to happen. I'm not saying doomsday or nothing like that. But something's going to happen where people are going to be more open to God than probably any other time in our lifetime. They're going to be more open to the things of God. And we as the body of Christ, the church of Christ, we have to be ready. You guys agree with that? I mean, if you're a Christian, I hope you agree with that. Don't say, nah, I'm kind of busy. I ain't got time for people. That doesn't work that way. <laughs> so God says, no, no, we got we to gotta talk about this. And uh, God literally arrested me to talk about this. And I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are, are going to be willing to receive from it. I believe that God holds us um, in, in a place where we're able to do everything he asks us to do. And, and we're able to do it with his effectiveness, not just our effectiveness. If it was left to me, we'd be in trouble. I'll be honest with you. We would be in big trouble. But God moves through those of us who are willing to let him move through us. But he's a gentleman. He's a filler. He's not a forcer. He's not going to force you to do anything. He's not going to force you to witness to somebody. He's not going to force you to pray. He's not going to force you to read your Bible. But if you make just a, a little crack in your life and say, God, I'm open to you, he'll come in and fill you up. Amen? And that's our goal for people. So as we get ready to get started, I, I, I want to... 
I want us to understand how important it is. I'm going to use an example. Um, John, John Miller, will you stand up just for a second so everybody knows who you are? John Miller is somebody that I count on daily praying for me. He goes, he'll, he'll rush hell with a hand, uh, water gun if he thinks the devil's after me. He spends time praying, and I value that, and I appreciate that. But that's not all he does. Thank you, John. You can sit down. John also takes it very seriously to let his light shine. And he used to bank at a local bank, and he was there every week, like most people. And he would go in, and there was a teller there who life was throwing her curveballs, and, you know, things were going on, distractions of the world, we'll call it. And not everybody who came to her bank was friendly and nice. Some of them were pretty hard to deal with. But there was this one guy, John Miller, who standing in line, she would look up, and he would just like be, just, just had this peace over him and this, this smile. And when he got up to her one day, he's not preaching at her. He's not saying, you got to turn or burn. You know, you're going to go to hell out. He didn't do any of that. He just expressed the love of God. And one day when he got up to her in her line, is this right, Jody? She said, I got to know, do you go to church? And John's like, well, yes, I do. And that was an opening for him to share about his church. And Jody said, I got to go to that church. How many years ago was that, Jody? Twelve years ago. Now, here's the thing. John was a witness. Jody received it. Opened her life up to God. Changed everything. How much did your life change? If you ever want to hear about what God's doing, just go up to Jody and say, hey, what's God up to? She's always got, a, always got a testimony, and they're usually huge. I mean, it's just amazing what God does. But see, it didn't stop there, because Jody found something that all of a sudden she realized she was shining. She was letting her light shine. She was being a witness. And from her, Holly, her sister, started attending church and came faithfully and was a big part of our church until her and her husband moved to Flagler, and they still participate online, and she still comes down every so often just to be part of our church, and also with Jody's kids, and different people in her life, and it's like a ripple effect, that when you throw a rock in a pond, and you see the, the waves go out all the way around, John rippled over to Jody, Jody rippled over to Holly, and the rest of the people, and it just keeps going, and the reason I'm telling you all this is because Jesus did something, and I'm, we're going to call our, our, our message here, Be My Witnesses. And we're going to take the time to kind of unpack that and, and look at it. Before we do, I want to pray for us that we would just position ourselves and, and refuse to be distracted, but actually in faith declare that we're going to receive from God today. You don't got to receive from me. You don't got to remember me after you walk out. But if you open your heart, God will show up, and he'll go with you wherever you go. Amen? Father, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the blessing that your word brings to our life. And as we search you in your word, we believe that our eyes are open. Revelation knowledge will come. 
change will happen and we will be able to be of difference in other people's lives. We ask this, we believe, we receive. I thank you that's true for every person here and every person watching online. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And online, we're working, we've, we've, we've narrowed it down. Ralph, who's been here for since almost the very beginning, he figured out the problem with the internet. We're working on getting that fixed, so just hang with us. And if you have friends that watch, and they say, oh, that internet, tell them to check us out again. We're, we're working the process. So uh, we're not just taking for granted people who watch us. We appreciate you, we value you, and uh, we want to be our very best for you. So here's what I think happens. I think that if we let it, the world becomes a distraction. I think it, it, it's actually used and leveraged that way against us to distract us from the things of God, what God has for us, and the mission, the call that God places on every born-again believer's life. The world tries to distract us and keep us from, from focusing in and pressing forward. Amen? But I believe those of us who say, you know what, I'm not going to let the world distract me. I'm going to focus. I'm going to be laser focused on God and what he has for me. I believe we can be God happenings in people's lives. You say, well, what does that mean? John was used by God and was a God happening in Jody's life. Jody has since done the same thing over and over again. And that, that's not the only person that John did that with. That was his way of life. And I truly believe the world is starving for God happenings to show up in their life. But it only happens when people say, here am I, Lord. Not here are they, Lord. Here is him, Lord. Here is her, Lord. Use them. But we say, here am I, Lord. Use me. Because there are some people in your world that won't receive from me. They won't receive from other people. But they know you, they trust you, they know you love them, and they will give you audience if you just step out in faith. Amen? You with me? Everybody's excited about it? Come on, give me an amen. amen. So, now that I've reached the age of old people, um, I realize that things have changed some. You know, and I can actually say this now, back in my day, you know, back in my day, you know, I can actually say that and people go, wow, he's old. But they'll listen because things were different in my day than maybe they are today, right? But you have the same applications just with modern technology and stuff. But back in my day, my dad, my mom, they raised us, seven kids plus cousins and friends. I mean, we always had a house full. And whenever they were getting ready to leave to go somewhere, there was always rule. We all had responsibilities. My dad was big at teaching us responsibility. But when they were getting ready to leave, they would write a note. Because their, their last instructions before they leave were the important ones. And we needed to pay attention to those. Because what was on that list needed to get done. And they would write out a list with paper and pen, which is totally foreign now, I realize. I realized that as I was working on this message, I thought about, well, I used to leave notes for the boys when I, but then when the cell phone came, the whole world changed, right? Nobody leaves notes anymore. Now you, you email it to your refrigerator and it pops up on the refrigerator, a list of things to do, or you text it to their phone. But essentially, it's a note, just in a different form, to give us instructions to tell us what's important. 
I believe that what Jesus did, and we're going to see it through this message as we unpack, be my witnesses. What Jesus did was he gave us a note. He left us instructions of what was important. You know, you always tell the babysitter before you leave that person with your kids, you tell them the important stuff. Make sure they don't go in there. Make sure you don't, you know, they got to be in bed at this time. The dinner I made is there. Put in the microwave for, you know, four minutes on high. Then, you know, I mean, we give the important instructions. We just don't say, do whatever you want to with them. We give instructions because it's important. So we're going to look at where Jesus actually left us a note and said, guys, this, this is what's important. Even in a time where for the last three years, it's been tough going through the pandemic, going through the changes in the world, um, trying to navigate and keep our own faith on track. Some of us have lost sight of being that witness for those around us. We're just so busy trying to keep things going for us. But Jesus says, hey, do it my way and you can take care of both of those. Not only will I take care of you through a difficult time, you can let your light shine and be a God happening in somebody else's life at the same time. It's not an either or. It's something that we can do together with God. Amen? Amen. So, Jesus gets ready to leave. We find out that he makes something very clear. He says, I'm going to leave, guys. I've, I've, I've got to go be with the Father. But I'm not leaving you alone. Matter of fact, I'm going to send the promise of my Father. And he's not only going to be with you, like he was with them as they walked. You know, they had, if they wanted to walk with God, they had to walk with Jesus. You know, if he's going to Galilee, all right, we're going to Galilee because I'm going to walk with God. Oh, well, if he's going to Jerusalem, well, I got I to gotta walk with Jesus because I want to be with God. But now that he's gone to be with the Father, the Holy Spirit comes back, takes up residence in our lives, in our bodies. Now, wherever we walk, we're walking with God because he's walking with us. We're never alone. We're never on our own. He's made it to where the presence and the power of God is with us all the time. Now, a lot of us undervalue that. We don't realize how amazing that is. But as we look at the scriptures, I want to show you something. We're going to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 1. If you have a, uh, your Bible, I want you to turn there. If you have your smartphone, if you've got a Bible on your smartphone, go ahead and click to there. Uh, if you don't, we're going to put the scriptures up on the screen. Um, and let you see, we're going to Acts chapter 1. And we're just kind of getting started. I had to lay the groundwork so you understand why we're doing this. Acts chapter 1, we're going to start actually in verse 3. But here's what's happened. Jesus has been crucified. Three days later, he rose from the dead. A lot of other world religion leaders had died before, but Jesus was the only one that rose from the dead. And he just didn't rise from the dead in a, a flash and then he was gone. The Bible says that for 40 days, he was hanging. He was, he was at Starbucks having a cold brew, talking to people about the kingdom of God. He was wherever people were. He would show up, walk in. They'd be like, man, I thought you were dead. Not anymore. My promises work. You know, there's power in my promises. And he hung out with them and he talked to them. 
And he did it for 40 days. It's not like one time, you know, I think I saw Jesus yet. No, no. He's here for 40 days. That's over a month hanging out with people because he didn't want anybody to mistake what was happening. And he wanted that for everybody to have the opportunity to take advantage. The Bible says he actually spoke and interacted with over 500 people. So it's not like a small group of people that had this little private tea party and Jesus showed up and then go tell everybody and they're like, ah, I'm not sure he did. He's hanging out and talking to 500 people. He's getting the word out, right? And then right before he decides to ascend to heaven to be with the Father, he calls everybody together on a hillside, a hillside, a hillside, and uh, it's my mom's hillbilly side coming out. Um, he calls them together, and he, and, he, and he essentially leaves them the note. He, he gives them the final instructions. And it begins here, Acts chapter 1, verse 3. It says, After his sufferings, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs. He wasn't just sitting around. He was making sure people had something to believe in. And see, you're not on your own. When we, when we let our light shine, when we allow God to, to show through us, God's there with you. And he's going to make it happen. He, he was giving them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, I just think that's so cool. Dude, you were dead a month ago. Yeah, pass the fish and chips. Let's talk. And he's sitting there eating with them. I mean, how chill is that? You do some of your best conversations when you're sitting around a table with food. You know, so he's eating with them. He gave this command, not suggestion, not idea. He gave this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Game changer. I mean, these guys were used to walking with God, but it was God and then them. It, you know, he would do something and they would be like, wow, you're really cool. That's awesome. Look what you did with the healing that person. You raised that young guy from the dead. Look at all this amazing thing you did. But now Jesus is saying, hey, guys, guys, listen, when I go, the power to do what you've seen me do is going to be inside of you. Right. And really, the first challenge is, well, what are we going to do with it? I mean, think about it. How do you think those disciples who'd seen him and walked with him and gotten to know him, how do you think they responded to that? Well, I think they'd be a little more excited. How would you respond to that? All right, forget about how you're responding. Let's think back about the disciples, how they would respond. Because y'all look like a bunch of wet blankets. But anyway, I mean that in love. But here we got this game changer. God, the Spirit of God, is moving in to my house. And I was going to play that clip from that song, Welcome to My House. It's on all the Instagram, not all of them, but a lot of Instagram, TikTok videos, you know, you guys know how it goes. But because of copyright infringement, they would shut us down online if we did it. So I'm going to sing it for you. No, I'm not going to do that. But, anyway. <laughs> but now God's moving into my house, me, my house, God. I go to bed, God's with me. I have a bad dream, God's with me. I have a good dream. God's with me. I wake up to face the day. God is with me. And he never leaves me nor forsakes me, the Bible says. So it should be a difference maker in our lives. But you know, but for so many, it's not. For so many, they just, hmm, 
Yeah, I got born again back 20 years ago. What are you doing with that power of God that was deposited on the inside? I'm just not an outgoing person. Why? I just, you know, I just don't like people. <laughs> Why? The Bible says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. So we have the capacity to love people beyond ourselves. And it's not until people become more important than your feelings that you'll actually be effective. But God is saying, look, I'm doing what needs to be done for you to go out. Let's read it. Verse 6. Then they gathered around him and he asked them. Oh, wait, I didn't read it all. Sorry, let's go back up. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he says, do not leave Jerusalem. This is where they lived. This is the town they were living in at the time. But wait for the gift of my father promise, which you have heard of me speak about. All right, I got that. For, for John baptized with water, but in a few days we will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I guess I did read that. So, and then we go to verse 6. And they're hearing this stuff. How many of the world can be a distraction? Your circumstances can distract you from what God wants to do for you. And that's exactly what happens, because this is what they say. They ask him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Now, essentially what they're asking is, Lord, at this time, are you going to overthrow the Roman occupiers that are oppressing us and restore Israel to its greatness? Are you going to do this by your force? And Jesus says, guys, guys, guys you're, you're, you're missing the point here. You're distracted with something that's this big compared to eternity that's this big. And if we let it, the world will always make God's stuff smaller and the stuff we face bigger. But if we focus on God instead of our situations, our God gets bigger and our situations get smaller. Does that make sense? And what he's doing is he's bringing them back around. He says, guys, he says, listen, he said, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. You know, guys, don't, don't get distracted here. You need to focus on, on what I'm talking about. And then in verse 8, he tells them what to focus on. And this is really what I want to get to. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. Everybody say that with me. Be my witnesses. Jesus said, be my witnesses. This is, this is important stuff. Just, Jesus is saying, this is what I want you to do. Here's your final instructions. Here's the note. I want you to do this till I come back. I'm leaving. And I want you to do this till I come back. That means it's important, right? That means it, it, it's, it's a mission. It's, it's, a, it's a responsibility for us. And he says, I want you to do this in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus is saying, guys, this is what I'm up to. Here's the plan that I want you guys to, to embrace. I want you to focus on this, and I want you to, to grab a hold of what I'm grabbing a hold of you for. The scripture that says to each and every one of us that, that God has a purpose and a plan for our life, every one of us. And he says, grab a hold 
of what you've been grabbed a hold of for. Find that purpose and then grab a hold of it and don't let it go. Because God has placed you in a position to make an, inter- an internal difference, to be a God happening, not only in this world, but in other people's lives. Amen? This is important stuff. So what's he saying? He goes, I'm, I'm, you're going to have the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of you. And I'm telling you that I need you to be spokespeople. I need you to be my witness for the love and grace that I have for them. Because how many of you know people die every day without Jesus? That's a loss. That's a fail. Because when you leave this earth, when you take your last breath, there's no changing where you're headed. Well, that's kind of harsh. I would want to know before I die that I have a choice to go to heaven or to go to hell so that I can make a choice on my own. I don't want to miss that little bit of information and not know and then leave this earth and find myself in a lake of fire forever. God says, people are important to me. Jesus says, people are important to me. Holy Spirit is telling us people are important to us, child of God. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and represent me. Not just on Sundays, not from 10 to 11, but every day. And where are you going to do it? You're going to do it in Jerusalem. You're going to do it where you live. You're going to do it in Judea, all around where you live. You're even going to do it in Samaria, which we're going to unpack this and look at it, depending on how much time we have. But Jesus is unveiling to us, this is why I came. And this is why I'm leaving you with my spirit to continue doing what I've been doing. I'll show you. Look at Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. That's why he came. That was his mission. That was his plan. That's, do you want to know why I'm here? Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost. Why? Because he wasn't comfortable losing people and having them spend eternity away from him and his father. He said, this is why I'm here. And now this, if you're my follower, if you're now a Christian, how many are, are Christians in here? Don't raise your hand, but you know who you are. He says, <laughs> some of you are going, we're not going to test you. There's not like a test, say, are you really a Christian? We're not going to do that. But here's the thing. He says, if you're a Christian, which actually means Christ-like, a Christ follower, if you are, I need you to keep doing what I've been doing. It's not break time. It's not like, oh, let's just relax. We got God so we can just chill. No, no, no. There's a lot of people who don't have God. And I know you may say that, well, you know, Pastor Mike, people are really overrated. They're not. They're not. They're important and they're precious to God. And that's why he's enlisting us on the team. Amen? This is the cause of the local church in the world today. To be a witness of God's love and his grace to a dark, dying, and scared world. And it's getting darker, and it's dying more, and it's getting more scared every day. And we are the antidote. We are the fix for that if we just embrace the call that God's given us. Now, the thing I love about this is that Jesus used literal geography for them to share 
This is what I want you to do. This is where I want you to do it. So there'd be no misunderstanding. And we're going to unpack this in our relevance where you don't walk away and say, you know, I just don't get it. You're going to get it if you want it. You can reject it. That's your choice. But it's going to be available to you if you want it. Amen? He told them where they were to be as witnesses and to whom they were to be as witnesses. And I want you to know that he used a literal um, geographical place for them. But this applies to us today as a figurative instruction. We can embrace this just as much as they did, and we can be just as effective as they were if we'll do it. Amen? Now, what I want to do, next week we're having the party. So, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get to next week. Guys, this is a great message. And it's not mine. It's God's. It's in His Word. But I encourage you, come back. Hear what God is saying. Receive what God has made available. And let's change this world for the glory of God. Let's be God happenings everywhere we go. Let's show people that there is a better way, and his name is Jesus Christ. We're going to look at the four people groups that Jesus talked about next time, and uh, probably after the party, because there won't be that much time, you know, because we like to partay. But anyway, um, I I need you guys to get this. And the reason I say that is because God has, has put it so heavy on my heart to do this in a way where you can see the importance of it. You can receive the last instructions that he gave before Jesus went to heaven. And you can see that your name is on that list. That list he gave, it was addressed to you. It was addressed to me. It was addressed to everybody, no matter your age, no matter where you are in life, no matter the struggles you're going through, it was addressed to you. And you know one of the things I've found in life? I always have problems. Always. There's always some issue coming. You know, you think, oh, good, that's fixed. <laughs> Something over there blows up. Is it just me? But it just, there's always problems. But the thing I learned is when I focus more on God, my problems shrink because God gets bigger and he shows me how to navigate through them. Walking with Jesus doesn't mean you're not going to have any problems. It means you're going to get through your problems. You're going to get through your problems with a testimony that you're going to share with somebody else who needs to hear it so that you can be a God happening in their life. That's what it's all about, right? You guys with me? So do we care about people? Do we care about what Jesus instructed us to do? Then come back next week. I'm talking to everybody. Even if it's your first time, come back. Because God's got something to say. And if you really want to do it right, come back with a couple people under each arm. And say, hey, you got to go because God told me. You don't get to say no this week because God told me. You know, other weeks I've invited you, you said no, okay. But this week, no, 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 you got to come because God told me. Amen? We going to do it? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving the people or loving us and sending the people who came into our lives, who gave us that God happening moment where we discovered you what you have for us, the healing you provide for us, the provision you want for us, 
the life that you've prepared for us. Thank you so much for the people who show up in our lives representing you, being your witness so we can make the choice to open our lives up to you, to accept you as our, as our Savior and to accept you as our director, our coach, our, our inspiration to continue that process. We don't get points and we don't get gold stars. We get the satisfaction of knowing that we were used like a tool in the master's hand to bring the good news to people in our world. Father, hear our hearts today. Like the prophet Samuel when he was a very small boy, sensed your presence. He could tell you were there. And he simply said, here am I, Lord. Use me. That's our declaration today. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Everybody say that with me. Ready? One, two, three. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Now the rest of you refuse to do it. Go ahead and say it with us. Here am I, Lord. Use me. We're going to be God happenings in this world. Lives will be changed. You will get the glory. And we will walk out the plan you have for us. Now, let's, let's just go right to the, the meat of the, the issue here. Um, if you're here today, keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed. And maybe you've never made that decision. Maybe you've never said, yeah, I, 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 I want Jesus. I want God in my life. But today you heard something that made you think, I, I, I could do this. I could open my heart up and allow God to come in. He's not this horrible being that I've heard about, but he's somebody who loves me and cares about me. And he's seeking me. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He's looking for me. And today, I want to make a declaration. He doesn't have to look anymore. I want to receive Jesus. If that's you and you're in the building, I want you to raise your hands. I'm not going to call you down front. I'm not going to embarrass you in any way. I see your hand. I just want to pray with you. Is there anybody else? And I'm not talking about playing church. Hear me. Where you spend time there, but it doesn't really make a difference in your life. It's kind of like just that hour reprieve from the world, but no real change. I believe today's your day. Only you know if you've really opened your heart up and invited Jesus in. If you haven't, nobody else is looking around. Nobody has permission to look around. If I see you looking around, I'm going to say, shut your eyes, because this is for the people who haven't received. If you're here today and you think, you know what, I, I know you're talking to me. It's not me talking, it's God. He's the one that's seeking you. He's the one that's reaching out to you. And if you're ready to receive him, don't be distracted by what people might think or what people might say. You raise your hand. This is between you and him. I just want to know so I can pray for you as this week goes on. Are you ready to receive Jesus? If, if that's you, then raise your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anybody else? I, I, I'll be honest with you, I feel like there's more, so I'm just kind of giving you an option. I'm not trying to talk you into it. I see your hand. Today's your day, the Bible says. It's the day of salvation. Anybody else? I'm going to close, but I just want to give you that chance. 
You know if I'm talking to you, I can't wait forever. But if you open your life, God will come in in such a powerful and blessed way that he will meet you right where you are, love you, restore you, heal you, deliver you, and bring you to the place he has for you. One last time, because I still believe there's somebody else. Is that you I'm talking to? If it is, this is your shot. Raise your hand. I see your hand. Amen. Praise God. Good deal. I'll tell you what, that wasn't me, guys, because I kept getting that. Remember I said that check on the inside? God kept saying, not yet. So for everybody who raised their hand, we're not calling you down. This is a moment between you and God. But I want you to know the leadership of this church is going to be praying for you this week. Believe in God to put the right people across your path. We're here for you, and we have resources to help you, but you've got to come up and talk to us. Amen. You can talk to me, Pastor Chris, Pastor Eric, Pastor Rachel. You can talk to our amazing worship leader, Nicole. We're here for you. And for the sake of those who raise their hand, and anybody online, maybe this is your day, and you raised your hand, we're going to pray as a group, everybody together, and we're going to declare freedom for you through Jesus Christ. Let's say this together. Father, today, this is September 18th, 2022. From now on, it's my birthday. I'm getting born again today. I'll never be the same. God, show yourself. Come on, keep going. Show yourself strong, powerful in my life so that I might be the person you've called me to be. I believe in my heart and I confess with my, life, my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Amen. God is good. That was an awesome message. Woo. Anytime the word is preached, This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook.